Welcome back, party people. Previously on Unicursity. BD? You ready? Okay. I assume this is gonna tickle or burn or itch or something. Lay it on me, sister. Alright, BD. Welcome to the team. Do, 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 do. We are well equipped for our adventure to hell. And I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We will feed you when we get there, bud. Sounds good. All right. I got a one. Oh. Wait, the two of you are having a breakdown before you go into hell? Remember, I didn't want to go to hell in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready? Ready as I'll ever be. What a stupid question. Yeah, right? ditto. Hey, right, let's do it. Gang, welcome to hell. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it here. This is a good place. months yeah. happy holidays happy new year i mean things have changed i had a beard then i shaved <laughs> it, it's like i went from x3 to logan and then back to x-men 2 that's how long it's been that's that's a lot wow. i i've grown as much hair as aaron at this point and i'm hiding it under my hat <laughs> because i don't know what to do with this much hair <laughs> Liz, do you want to give us an update? Um, my hair levels are all pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. You time. actually don't grow hair. It's just that's the way it's been forever. Yeah. Yeah. I just am. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're just in a in a neutral state of hair at all times. Yep. Yep. Well, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to grow out my hair a little bit. So. Are you? Yeah, just the top up here because I, I I liked the pixie cut, but now I'm like, no, I want my curlies back. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm having my the top up. We have like similar, almost identical haircuts now, mm -hmm. um, and I'm also letting the top grow a little bit more. <laughs> but like you, you're blonde. Caitlin has dark hair, so it's like Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just have to combine. <laughs> you can be like Super Saiyan. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. I think it's more like super wifing, like just attacking people <laughs> yes. with Neosporin and common sense. Uh, yes. <laughs> speaking of attacking people with Neosporin and common sense, I'm going to invite all of our listeners to join our Discord. Uh, the Discord has been super, super fun. You can find a link to the Discord in the show notes. Uh, and it's just, it's just a good time. We talk about the game. We talk about the world. And as a new show comes onto the network in the next two weeks, uh, We'll have people be able to discuss how those are weaving together and all that good mm -hmm. stuff. So, y'all, let's let's recap for listeners, because we did go on a little bit of a break. Mm. But y'all went to hell. <laughs> and I don't I don't mean that like like that's literally what happened. You went to the place you know is hell. You you dunked your heads into the fountain. All three of you had breakdowns. Uh, how are we feeling? This is the bad place. This is <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, feeling a little tired. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. Jack or you? Uh, both. But <laughs> I, I would say mostly Jack is who I meant. Jack's been through a lot. I mean, Jack discovered their Imperial and. Right. I feel like also she. 
is basically like, so is this a homecoming situation? Like, mm-hmm. am I related to somebody here? Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. It's also been like, what, like 12 hours since yeah. Firenze so, originally right. was like, yeah. hey, go do this thing for so, me. So, so let's reset all of the stakes there. Yeah. You have until about 7 p.m. Earth time right. to, to solve and get this Iron Cross to Firenze. But you know that Firenze might do bad things to you. Right. If that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, back on Earth... Beef is in the clinic, just like theoretically waiting. If if something bad happens to you, you're gonna meet Beef again. You said Beef was in the clinic. He's okay though. Like oh, I got a little yeah, concern yeah. for him. <laughs> Nothing he, has happened he's to like Deer. Running, okay. running things in adequately in the clinic. Awesome. <laughs> It'd awesome. be great if every time you went back to the clinic, Beef just been promoted, like from receptionist to assistant, from assistant to doctor, from doctor to surgeon. You have the power to do this. That's yeah, right. I'm just gonna rewrite. Bless our Beef. Bless, Bless our, our Beef. beef. Um, B.O.B. Bless our beef. Do we... How's uh, B.D. doing? Uh, Oh, yes. B.D., I believe... uh, B.D. is at the table with us right now. Intrepid listeners, you can't see B.D., but B.D. is on the table. Uh, B.D. is... That's Bone Daddy. Bone Bone Daddy. Daddy. Uh, B.D. is resting, I believe, on Frankie's lapel or or hat. Like on on their backpack strap, Mm -hmm. basically. So it's a little little parrot situation going on right there. Just along for the ride. We we maybe should have included this in the recap as well. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the last episode, we became friends with the skull of the... Giant skeleton that you fought in the forest That we called Bone Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Which must be really confusing because I identified the skeleton boss as Bone Daddy just as a joke, (laughs) and then it just caught on. And, uh... And then Malcolm windexed away the whatever spell was over. The mark of Firenze that was on the temple of, yeah, of Bone Daddy. and shrunk down the mm-hmm. skull, which is now where again? On somebody's... On Frankie's shoulder on their backpack Like a parrot. It's like okay. a... Yeah. We, what did we do? We made it sticky or something yeah. on the back? It's yeah. basically like a GoPro situation of like nice. there's like a little... Mm-hmm. There's just a little mm-hmm. head. Sean there. White used BD to record footage <laughs> going down an alpine lift. Right. You know, it's, it's all very good. But yeah. you also have some weapons with you. Yes. I believe, uh, Caitlin, can you read off what you have? Yeah, we've got a shovel, a trowel, uh, saline, silver nitrate, fertilizer, a first aid kit, granola bars, and some water. And so it, hydrate. Right? We're hydrate, just confused y'all. plants. We need more water. I imagined as you were listing all that stuff, it like was like the uh, the Wes Anderson, you know, cut away <laughs> to every little yeah. item. Shovel, trowel, nitrate, this, saline. And just, just in case there's any confusion, shovel means like a tall shovel that like has a very, like a, almost a human sized handle, whereas a trowel is like a hand trowel. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a smaller shovel, essentially. Yeah, like the, sh- the shovel is actually like kind of a large thing to be carrying around. I yeah. Think. yeah, I think one of us is going to have to like tie that around our shoulder or something. Well, it feels like a Chuck thing. It, in the world of the like RPGs, I just imagine it's all just like stuck to your back, like a, oh, yeah. like a video game character. No one's questioned it. Like the it. trash lady from the labyrinth. Like it just keeps building up and building up on your back. Oh, you know what? You finally figured it out. This is actually in the world of labyrinth. Sorry, everybody. Can, can Frankie date David Bowie? Is I mean, that... we're all gonna we're all gonna date David Bowie. Perfect. That's what's going on here. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So. The last time we left you, you had just undunked your heads and you saw this angel, which I really like this image of the angel because it's got one wing because I'm Final Fantasy trash. It's got horns coming out of it and it's holding on to a sword, a, a, a two handed sword where blood is going up the blade of the sword and then dripping into the fountain, causing the fountain water to be a red, murky blood color. 
So we've come up out of the water. Yes. And the water has blood in it. Uh-huh. Are we wet with blood water? It's just like being normally wet from water, okay. but it, it's got like a red tint to it. Okay. Um, so the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Right. As Liz knows, being married to me, she'll ask me a simple question. And seven minutes later, <laughs> after telling three stories, we'll be like, so the answer you're looking for is purple. <laughs> That's just what happens. Got it. I just wanted to make sure that I was clear on what we all looked like as we came up out of the water. Because turning to look at Jack and seeing a carry situation is is a little bit of a... No, I think it's more just like... This pinkish Got water. Got yeah. Pink. I, I have a question. I have an answer, hopefully. Is it hot? Is it hot? Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know, I have all this text that will reveal things. <laughs> <laughs> would Would you like to ask questions or should I should I go into this? I think it might I, be fun I if you ask questions. Question. No, 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 go for it. <laughs> as, as far as is it hot? Uh, I will say it's like a it's like a nice sixty eight degrees. Oh, that's dope. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. I mean, that's cold yeah. if you're all wet. I mean, oh, but not, not like, ex- you're not like shaking and oh my goodness, you're in trouble. Right. It's like, a, I, I made an ill-advised yeah. choice rather would, than yeah. a problem. I would like to hear a description of like the full environment besides just us coming up from the fountain. I want to know what's around us. That's right. true. I had on a hoodie and if that's wet, that's not good. No, it's not great. No. Not great, Bob. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just, I, I, I like when I have like walls of text because it lets me put some music underneath it too (laughs) so i'm just going to carve this out as like my narrative building block of text okay the fountain stares back at you you realize there is a veritable cacophony of activity behind you you hear voices lots of voices almost a deafening amount of voices when you turn around it's easy to understand why the landscape looks familiar It's as if you stepped into a bizarro version of Windy City University. The main quad looks eerily the same, but different. Like looking at a before and after photograph of a remodeling. Oh my god, I forgot how much I love this place. It's so hopping right now, it's my favorite time of the year. As Beatty's excitement reaches a fever pitch, you realize there's something sparkly in the air. There's snowfall occurring but you're not cold. Speckles of vibrant, multicolored snowpacks are gracefully dancing in the air, harmonizing with the wind and waltzing wherever the breeze takes them. The three of you gaze up at the pale orange sky and take in the view. Your eyes are overwhelmed with color as you try to follow the snow as it falls onto several dainty booths and tents that line the footpaths of the main quad here in hell. Alongside one of the footpaths, you see a humble wooden sign planted in the ground that says, Welcome to New Kale. It's as if someone pulled a farmer's market from Earth and relocated it here. There's dozens of booths as far as the eye can see. There's a booth where centaur-esque beings are selling cupcakes. Another booth catches your eye because a few dozen bats are perched atop it. While below, a vampire attendant is selling all-natural organic blood and a brand new 2% skim blood option. You can even hear them saying, All our blood is locally sourced from Earth, and we work with the hospitals to ensure none is taken from those who are unwilling. Well, y'all, what do you want to do? (laughs) Did you say cupcakes? Oh, cupcakes! (laughs) Um, Love them cupcakes. Sweet cup and cakes! (laughs) 
I'm, I'm stuck on the vampires with the... Uh... <laughs> uh, so has anybody noticed us? Uh, so as you look around, you, you realize that people are noticing you, but mainly because you're in the way. There are other people in the fountain. There are people that are dunking their heads. There are some people outside of the fountain with, with large bags. You see families of, of pan-type creatures. You see all, all sorts of uh, sphinx-type people roaming around as well. You're so not like really... standing in the doorway, essentially. Kinda, yeah. You're, you're definitely being noticed, but not because you're different. More because you're being a nuisance. Mm. Uh in the flu network. Kind of, yeah. BD is just in awe. And I think while you're taking all of this in, you just hear BD calling out all of these booths and all of these tents. And they're just excited and, and really realizing that they're back in a place that they call home. It's like, oh, over there, that's where the that's where the centaurs are selling their cupcakes, and that's that's Abaddon's bar and grill. You're gonna get some great human nuggets over there, you guys. We don't even have a full day here yet, but we we could take a full week. Where do you want to go first? Out of the fountain. <laughs> yeah. I right. want to go out of the fountain as well, but I I don't want to lose sight of this blood sword. So. As you are getting out of the fountain, you like the the water is wicking off you at a very fast rate. That's nice. So as you get out, you're not wet. You just feel like you stepped outside uh, fr- from from the cold. I got to tell y'all, hell ain't so bad, right? <laughs> it feels a little like Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Jack is gonna look at her palms Ooh, to see yeah. if there's instructions. <laughs> Uh, there is nothing on your palms. Your, your palm pilots are not showing you anything. Mm. Okay. Okay. Aaron, I'm really mad that you d- kept describing the thing in the fountain as an angel. Cause I had like erroneously remembered it as a devil. Like it had completely swapped. And I was going to say, you know what, you know what that is? It's a sans serif font. Well, <laughs> fuck. Sure. I, I, mean, I mean, the opposite of an angel wow. is technically a devil. It yeah. does have horns. Right. It's just, I mean, devils are what? Fallen angels in Fair. some cultures? So okay, sure. then Frankie, that's sure. what Frankie says. Frankie says, hey, BD, what What's is that? that? Guess what that is. What is it? It's right. a sans serif font. Oh, it's the best joke I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um... These laugh shields are working great. <laughs> we need to lay down. <laughs> uh, but if we're out of the fountain and we've taken a couple steps, we're probably less in the way now. Yeah, I think I think as you've gotten out of the fountain, you're on the footpaths that you recognize from the main quad. Okay. It's the same layout. It's just for whatever reason, when you've stepped into this hell place, mm-hmm. there's just a giant farmer's market with all these uh, mythical creatures and and non humy folks. <laughs> non humy are, are there a lot of visibly non-human folks? There's some folks that look human, that look just like you or I, uh, but there's an equal amount of non-human folks as well. Okay. It's it's a it's a big melting pot of different folks. We've seen a lot at this point. You really have, but I'm you know curious. What? You know what? Anxiety rolls. Yeah. That's where I was going. This yeah. is a lot right now. And all three of you have just suffered breakdowns in the last episode or so. So, so that means we should all be at one? Yeah. Okay. Just roll better than a one. And if not, well, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to okay. it. Can I be, 
like real talk though, I don't know that Frankie would be having an anxiety attack right now. I definitely think Chuck at least. Oh yeah, it's just more of a. I'm thinking like so much of Frankie's identity is involved in like portal stories of mm-hmm. like Narnia that like this is just. If you don't think yeah. so, then then maybe Frankie and BD are just like having a little chit chat. Yeah. But Chuck so far, at least. As Matt and as Chuck, you've been like, am I wet? Can we get out of here? Right. <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot, yes. All right, I'll roll. Do it. Rolling. I got a 12. All right, cool. So you, okay. are, you are good right now. Groovy. Jack, how are you feeling? I don't think Jack is, like Chuck or like Matt just said, there's been so much coming at us uh-huh. for the last day or so that I don't think Jack is anxious about that i think she's still not she still is constantly like so i'm from here (laughs) or how like is somebody here related to me is something like that going on so i would say there's a little bit of anxiety but i think she can do a a role and if i mean it's up to you if you think it's enough to warrant a role I think it's enough to warrant going up to a two on the tracker which is basically all that happens right yeah i mean uh, I'm, I'm still curious. Can you roll? I just want to see. Uh, I mean, she did roll a three. All right. Well, yeah. you, you, you're holding it together. So now she's at two. Got it. And Frankie, because your breakdown happened a few episodes ago, what's your anxiety tracker right now? At a one. At a one. Okay. So we've got a one. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I just, me personally, so much, there's so much portal adventure media out there that and all of Frankie's anxiety is around interacting with strangers. So the second we have to walk up to say, is this maybe more familiar? For this Frankie? feels better to Frankie because <laughs> this is like, so outside of the realm of day to day existence. And like, Hey, if there's centaurs, maybe some people won't misgender me here. You know, like there's like a, a level of, of suspended disbelief that just, is going to happen. Got it. Yeah. I'm, I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. You're like, oh, a vampire. Well, and Frankie also was the one that's like, hey, let's go to hell. So, yeah, like, that's true. legitimately, that's true. this is the first time that Frankie's felt in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. To recap, our goal here is to find someone who can ha- help us at least figure out how to deal with Forense, if not deal with Forense for us. Yeah, I believe you were like, we need to find Forense's manager. Yeah. And like, we need okay. to talk to the manager. Yeah. Got it. We're pulling a full Karen. Yeah. I think the, the metaphor that Frankie used was, we're being harassed by a Crowley. We need to go find Lucifer. We need to go yep. find someone more in charge that can deal with the threat that we are under. Get because, a bigger battle. To, yeah. yeah. Because Forense was kicked out. Yeah. And right. we're coming to basically say, look, Forenze is blackmailing us to get them back in here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And you are surrounded currently by all these inhabitants of this other world. Right. So there's there's a lot for you to mine for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Has has Chuck like looked at the sword a bunch? I have looked at the sword because it's tripping me out how it's dripping blood. <laughs> okay, that's fair. My concern is if we go try to steal something in front of this many witnesses, uh, maybe not the best plan. Maybe not. Would you say the drippin's got you tripping? <laughs> <laughs> the dripping has got me tripping. Yes, yes. This is just my. My concern is we have all these people that don't know why we're here. And if we're here to ask for help, maybe we shouldn't start by stealing something. That's true. Yeah. So is this a conversation that Frankie yes. and Chuck are actually having? Yeah. Like, I think I think if Chuck is like looking at the sword, Frankie would be like, hey, there's a bunch of witnesses. Maybe not. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. 
I just I want to start on a on a good foot with I, the I mean, demons. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm just I'm just operating in this world, reacting right. to what you want to do. Fair. I think it might be better for you not to be thieves. Yeah. Just saying. For the time being. Yeah. For the time being. Again, okay. we're here asking for a boon. It's on the table. And if we start right. by violating social mores that we don't understand. True. Well, we know where it is if we want to come back exactly. later. Or <laughs> yeah. on the way out. We can swing back around. I mean, is this one of those like situations where in hell things are bad that are good and vice versa? We don't oh, know it's yet. it's opposite day. We don't know yet. <laughs> so we need to go talk to some folks, I think, and figure the lay of the land here. Right. Is See there, how it goes. Yeah. Is there anyone... Who resembles Firenze? As uh, far as you said, there's like kind of folks of all kinds of different stripes here. There's no one that specifically looks like uh, Firenze amongst the crowd, uh, but there are literally creatures and and folks of all shapes and sizes. People l- like look like Firenze in the sense that they don't look like humans and they're a little unusual. Uh, but there's no one person that looks like they're related to Firenze. Okay, I've been picturing Firenze to look a little bit like uh, Desire from The Endless. Uh, what's that? Um, um, it's from Sandman. Oh, uh, I was picturing Firenze looking like uh, that character from Breath of the Wild, the the really buff. I don't know if I've gotten there. Uh, oh no, okay. we're like ships in the night. So, <laughs> yeah, Desire is just this ambiguously gendered, uh, universally attractive. Completely, like, completely androgynous. Yeah. Yeah, so Firenze is similar to that. Okay. Uh, pink beard, really great faux hawk, uh, nose ring, black suit, pink pink lining, awesome Converse shoes, and uh, is able to restyle themselves as they see fit. Got it. So, okay. yeah, similar to that character. You're so kind of like with. if Desire and um, Delirium had, had a baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I was going to go with Delirium just because of the pink and the... Right, yeah. right. Okay. There I'm is. so glad Liz is here. Like, <laughs> I genuinely enjoy Aaron and Matt's company, but it's really nice to have someone that I'm just like, we're on the same wavelength. Uh, I, all right. I'll, I'll say this. There is an imp who has been circling the four of you. Uh. And you can tell that the imp is circling Frankie because BD is just like rotating, watching this imp, <laughs> just like your parrot skull on your shoulder. is just like turning around and it's just like, I think I know that guy. I think no. Oh, it looks really familiar. I think no, could be. And finally the imp speaks up. Uh, and I'm going to say the imp, can everyone roll a D20? Rolling. Rolling, rolling. 18. 15. 5. 5. <laughs> 15. The imp taps Jack, I think, uh, on the foot. Jack does not care for that. The the imp tugs on your pants. It's getting worse. <laughs> and finally, the imp just says, hey, hey. When you say Down imp, in. are we like talking like a little five inches tall? Like how, what, what I, is I, the I scale? I think like a foot tall... Uh, purple and red imp with long ears that are draped behind its back. Okay. And it's wearing, I'm going to say a poncho. Okay. Uh, it's wearing a poncho and, and just doesn't have anything else on them, but has tugged on Jack's pant leg and is like, hey, hey, down here. Down here. Yes. Hey, uh, you, uh, you looking to sell some of that stuff? You got one of them dirt shovels? <laughs> You got some... Uh... It's a very aggressive farmer's <laughs> <Yeah>. market. <laughs> um, 
We're actually in the market for some information. Oh, well, uh, well let's see. Are, are you looking to join a group or are you looking to barter? What's going on? What's going on? And the, are... the imp is like now crawled onto the backpack and is examining the trowel, has examined... Wait, crawled the onto Jack's backpack? Yep. Oh, no, no, that's not happening. All right, what do you want to do about it? So I would <laughs> say, I. it sounds like at some point he started crawling on uh-huh. to the backpack. And Chuck, I think, has the shovel. Yes. Yeah. So that starts happening. And Jack says, may I borrow your shovel? And I hand Jack the shovel. And Jack casually takes the shovel. Oh, what a beautiful shovel. I I love the glint. It looks fantastic. Flips it over so that the flat part is facing backwards and plucks the imp off of the back of her backpack. Yeah, you sure do that. (laughs) So so are you now like holding the imp on the shovel like away from you? Uh, No, I think she more like poked him off. And so he like fell on his butt probably. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, oh, that's a long fall. All right. Well, uh. Well, maybe we don't want to talk about the shovel, but if you're looking for something to barter, I got a booth at the end of the uh, at the end of the footpath there, and uh, I know some people that are looking for some gardening tools. So uh, let me know. All right. If we're if we're trying to locate somebody's employer, employer, you know who we would talk to about that. Oh, uh, what kind of employer are you looking for? That's part of the question. I'm I'm very confused we're, now, Miss. We're trying to. Figure out who knows a mutual friend. Oh, well, uh, let's see. If, if you're looking for friends, you might want to talk to Fordham over there. He knows he knows a lot of the different groups around here. All right. And then we, we figured out where he was pointing. So, so, so the imp just kind of like motioned behind him. And behind him, uh, you see the, the being that the imp was referring to as Fordham, there is a large booth. It's a little bit nicer than the rest of the booths. There's a tent behind it, and this is the Wolf Alliance, where all sorts of wolves are represented. Mm. Fordham is the one that runs the alliance. Fordham is a yeti with fiery red and orange fur, and you see Fordham stand up from the booth, and it's about seven feet tall. Adorned on the front of the booth is a nice-looking piece of poster board that says, Wolf Alliance, ask us how to join today. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Here for the puns. I hope this is the the pun that's been gestating for three months. I have been thinking of that pun for months. I love... Ask us how to join today. Look, I know uh, podcasts are an audio medium, but I've been bouncing up and down ever since you said Wolf Alliance. <laughs> we were texting the other day, and I came dangerously close to being like, "This is what I want to do." Uh, I know oh, that man. I know that this is not as relevant to the listeners, but last night was a Wolf Moon, and yep. I texted Aaron about it and was like, oh. I, "I just could not say anything." I'm like, "We're gonna get to the Wolf Alliance," and it makes me very happy. So, so Fordham, I think, has heard his name. Because Yeti yeah. probably can hear quite a bit, especially through snowstorms, uh, and just kind of like waves at the imp, like, "Hey, yeah, if you have questions, come over here." Uh, and points at uh, his his chest, and there's a big name tag that says, "Hello, my name is Fordham." I love that. So, yeah. so he's a clothed Yeti. No, no, no it, it's just on it's, on the fur. That's yeah. hardcore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I think Jack pulls out from her bag. Um, like a small, she has a whole bunch of different herbs and 
a variety of things from the lab that are still in her bag. So she has like a, a small bag of like fertilized dirt. Mm -hmm. So she gives that to the imp and says, thanks. Ah, thank you, miss. Thank you so much. Uh, Hey, if you want to bother any other time, we're just at the end of the path there. What's your name? Jack. All right, cool. My name's Mikey. Nice to meet (laughs) you. And, uh, tips its imaginary cap at you. (laughs) And then just like pivot steps away and, uh, and walks away. And is off to bother some other group. Cool. Um, I think I think Frankie has been sitting here like, hold on. Can we like reconvene maybe a little bit before we go talking to more random strangers? Just to make sure we're all on the same page. Sure. Okay. What do you what do we need to discuss? I'm going to admit my first instinct was to go see if this is still a university. Find the dean. Like. I don't know if this is still a university that's having a farmer's market day or if this is just a completely new place. I like the idea of talking to Fordham if we can do it for free because I'm worried about running out of resources. So uh, in regards to that, yeah. I, I think just talking to people is going to be your best thing. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, certainly that's good to keep in mind once right. we get inside somewhere. But I think we've, we have ze- basically zero right. direction right now. Okay. So. Um, and do we need to come up with a plan if someone asks why we're here? I think we can just say we're looking for somebody who knows Firenze. Right. We're like just me and Chuck because you are allowed to be here. I don't know if me and Chuck are. I mean, I don't even know if I'm allowed to be here, but I think you're with me. Can so. we ask? Hey, BD. Yo, what's up? Is it going to be is anyone going to be able to tell that? That Chuck and I maybe don't belong here? I mean, you can always make a crowd. It's it's that time of the year. No one's going to be upset. We like inviting people in. So it's going to be okay that we are not Imperials and we're here? It's cool with me. There might be some folks that don't like it, but this is a pretty chill time of year. But when the reapings happen, that's when it wouldn't be cool. Oh, you know about the reapings? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh boy. So, I, I mean, you have... BD on your shoulder. Yes. So I don't, I think, you know, it's possible it looks like you belong here too. So okay. Imperial, here with the skull on shoulder, <laughs> Chuck has a shovel. I got a <laughs> shovel. Wait a minute. Quick question. Am I still covered in skeleton? Uh, I, there, there might be some bone and sinew on you, but I think as you were dunked in and like, as you came from the forest of Kale here, a lot of it has kind of washed off you, but a little bird bath there. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's still probably trace amounts on you. Okay. So I'm, I'm a little gory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, no one has thought you to be out of place so far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I guess it looks like maybe we can always get something for you to put on if we need to. I just imagine there's like another booth that's very touristy, like you'd find on a boardwalk, and and there's like a skeleton chef's apron that just says "Kiss the Cook," and Beatty's and Beatty just says, "We could always disguise you in that. That would be very good." Or there's a goofy hat over there, or something. All right, so I think at this point Jack has kind of had enough and wants to get more information. So okay. she says... <laughs> I love that the right. theme is Jack has had enough. <laughs> kind of. I mean, she's not very patient. So I think she says, all right, sounds like a plan, and just turns and starts walking. A walking where? Towards Fordham. Okay, great. So Fordham, I think... Uh, there's a few people already at the Wolf Alliance booth and they're taking some pamphlets. Some people are signing up. There's uh, there's actually a few fairies that are 
flying around with a sign-up sheet hmm. and in in their very high pixie fairy voices they're like if you can just give us your name your address and your email we'll be in touch uh frankie's and- definitely grabbing one of those <laughs> frankie's a hundred percent signing up sending their email up for the werewolf the no questions alliance. asked Wolf not alliance. even a little bit uh <laughs> I think I think as as the three of you have approached this tent, if Frankie is focusing on the sign up, Fordham has locked eyes with the two of you, Jack and Chuck. He says, Welcome to the Wolf Alliance. Is there anything I can tell you about? My name's Fordham. I've been a wolf here for about four years. I'd be happy to figure out where you best fit and what alliance might be best for you. What questions do you have? I I immediately want to ask Fordham, what is the Wolf Alliance? The Wolf Alliance is a code. It's kind of like a creed. You may be wondering, how am I going to be a werewolf if I'm not a werewolf? Well, guess what? You can be a bear wolf. You can be a snare wolf. You can be a mare wolf, a dare wolf, or even a pear wolf. There's all sorts of different groups for you to attribute here. <laughs> let me let me know, my man. What are you interested in? <laughs> I, that was a lot to take in right <laughs> off the bat. All right. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. When I became a care wolf... I did not have a group to call my own. However, I found the Wolf Alliance, and I found my wolf pack. And now, I have buds to play ping pong with. I go to the bar every Friday and watch the game. Another group I do calligraphy with. That's what the Wolf Alliance can offer you. What's your name? My name's Chuck. Chuck, we'd love to have you in the Wolf Alliance. What about you? What's your name? Jack. Jack, what's a hobby you have? A hobby. Uh, my hobby is seeking information from people that I meet <laughs> at farmers markets. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you'd work really well in the Detective Wolf Cup. Detective Wolf does sound appealing. The Detective Wolves are a fantastic group. They usually meet every Thursday and watch old episodes of Sherlock Holmes gotta, and discuss mysteries. I gotta cut you off there. Okay. Uh, what's your name again? My name is Fordham. It Fordham. says so here, I'm a fur. I know. I was like, Wolfram? That's Wolfram. not right. Wolfram and Harper. <laughs> yeah. uh, could you be a share wolf and share some information with us about... Somebody that we're looking for. Fordham just like nods and smiles <laughs> and puts up their paw and asks for a high five. This might think... be hell, but Frankie's in heaven right now. Can Frankie yeah. yoink the high five? If Jack's not going to take it, Frankie will 100% yoink that high five. Beautiful. Because Jack is definitely willing to give that to you. Okay. Jack, really happy that you noticed what we're trying to do here. We're all about rhymes and good times. I will be a happy share wolf and tell you whatever you need to know. <laughs> what questions might you have for me? Uh, so we, we ran into Mikey earlier, and I think she can hopefully point to where Mikey is mm-hmm. in the... Mikey is, like, in the distance, just, like, crawling on other people and, like, passing up business cards and pointing right. to, to their booth at the end of the footpath. <laughs> and uh, he said you might be the right person to talk to. We are trying to... Find somebody who knows a, an individual that we met named Forense. You've met Forense? Yeah. Yes. Wow. That is, that is truly a wonderful friendship that you have made. Fantastic. 
that's uh, surprising. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that friendship is the word that I would I think, use. I think Jack's going to cut Frankie off. At friendship? When they, when they start trying to explain that we're not friends, because it sounds like this guy is cool with being friends with Firenze, and we want to get more information. Fair, fair. Jack just jumps in and says, yep. Real good friends. Do you know any of Firenze's other friends here? I don't know that any of Firenze's friends would be here. Certainly none of them are involved with the Wolf Alliance. Not through lack of trying. It's just hard to get one of the royals to join a group like this. Mm. Royals? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I did, did I just drop a bomb on you? I didn't I didn't mean to go on a terwolf. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so we we've met Frenze pretty recently and didn't don't know much about her. So, yeah, Royal is news to us. Oh, uh, well, well, gosh, I I don't know how long you have, but I I take it you're new here. Yes. Okay. And where did you meet Frenze? I I certainly haven't seen her in, in quite some time. Um. Upstairs. Yeah. On the other side of the fountain. Oh, on Earth. Are you humans? No. Okay. Chuck stays quiet. I think, yeah, I think Jack just says no. And then. <laughs> so, so Fordham leans in and in a very caring, sincere way says, there's nothing wrong with being human. There's plenty of humans here. Just, just so we're aware. It's just, well, I, I noticed that you didn't have your crowns on and I kind of figured as much. Crowns? Yeah. Well, Empyreans, it's that time of the year where we all put our crowns on. Certainly, uh, you are familiar, I would assume. If, if one of you are here, one of you has to be Empyrean. Are, are these crowns something we can buy in the farmer's market area? Chuck, right? Yeah. Are you Empyrean or or who who here is Empyrean? Hey, can I get one of those pamphlets? Sure. And, and the pixies just like dive bomb into the table and pick up a pamphlet and, and it's just it's this it's this rectangular pamphlet that says the wolf alliance and you i bury my face in the pamphlet and try to turn away wait is uh fordham wearing a crown so fordham i believe let's say fordham then says i need to tell you about crowns then and as fordham points to their head you see this like visage of a golden crown uh, levitate about two inches above their head. Ooh. And uh, the, the pixies as well kind of point to their head and a different sort of crown. Everyone has a different color, a different shape crown. It's all adorned with different ornaments and, and different looks. Uh, and Fordham leans over and says, if this is your first holiday, I am so happy for you to join us. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite time of the year how about you little guy and bd just kind of like winks up and you see its crown and it's just like a bone crown Dope. and and like you know how the crowns have points yeah there's like little skulls on all the points oh man oh, this is my favorite time of the year i didn't realize this is your first time i'm really really excited to share it with you uh and fordham I think just shouts, everyone, oh, it's God. their first holiday. And you see a griffin, a pegasus, Mikey the Imp, and all these people turn around and they go, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and all of these different Empyreans suddenly have 
these crowns uh, levitating above their head. And it, it's as if watching uh, smoke pass through a light. Mm -hmm. they're, they're visible, but uh, if you remain still, they just kind of like disappear. But as people are walking, you see them become a little bit more uh, uh, apparent. And everyone's crowns are different. There's some that are neon. There's some that are rainbow. One is just black. One is like very garishly cartoonish. But all of these different creatures have different crowns. And Fordham... Uh, I think looks at the two of you and says, may I give you a hug to welcome you to your first holiday here? Chuck takes the hug. All right. <laughs> and like, I feel like this giant seven foot Yeti and Chuck is probably the most like comfortable hug that could occur. <laughs> uh, and just like showering you with love and warmth. I'm so happy you're here for your first holiday. This is, of course, the time of the year that we celebrate all of our family, all of our relationships, and all the love that occurs here in New Kale after what happened. And w which one of you is Empyrean? I'm so excited to meet you. Is, is it you? Is it you? It, it's certainly not you. I, I, I recognize the skull from, from somewhere, and BD's like, yeah, I think we go way back. Uh, and finally, Fordham settles on you. You, it, it must be you. I was raised by my the human side of my family, so I'm taking a lot in right now. I realize this is a lot. I understand. I actually came from the Himalayas on Earth. I was not aware that I was Empyrean as well. I've only been here for about 20 years, but when I found the Wolf Alliance, I realized that I was part of a pack, and if this is your first time here, I understand. This must be so much for you to take in, but... We, we are here, we accept you, we love you, and the best thing for you to do is just to make your crown. That's going to be the way that, that, that everyone realizes you belong here. And, and friends, we can help you make your crowns as well as honorary Empyreans. How do you feel about that? We, we, we can go to Abaddon's Grill right now, pull up a table and make this work. What do you say? We're slightly on a time crunch right now, although the crown business does sound great. It sounds so fun. Right? Um, <laughs> yes. Chuck, Chuck is like, oh, God. We only and I'm have... going to say that he is still hugging you. <laughs> <laughs> but like this giant Yeti, this fiery the red The only person Chuck's Yeti. ever met that's bigger than Chuck right? is giving <laughs> Chuck a hug. It's perfect. Um, yeah, we need to find somebody who... Nose friends a first, and then we'd love yes. to come back and talk crowns. After. Absolutely, fantastic, and and new friends. I have to be honest with you. This is such a party occasion for us to be able to meet like this. <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest. No one here has seen Firenze for quite some time, and I just wouldn't want you asking the wrong people about them. Gentle friends, hi, it's Aaron J. How you doing? Thanks for listening. I hope you're well. You look good. It looks like you've been getting some sun, you know, drinking drinking three liters of water a day. I always hear that you need to drink like three 
to four liters of water a day to be healthy. And I just don't know how anyone does that. You just be going back and forth to the bathroom all the time. You're not going to get any work done. You're not going to play any games. You're going to be peeing the whole time. Anyway, thank you for listening to University by Versus the Universe, a part of the Astound Project. Big thanks to our cast members, Liz Brodzinski, Matt Peters, and Caitlin Rosberg. Huge thanks to Sam Baggage for all of his musical talents. And we could not do it without our QA specialist, Christopher Chapin. His name's just Chris Chapin. I shouldn't say Christopher. That's weird. Anyway, y'all, thanks for listening. I really, really enjoy this episode. We are, man, you ever just tell someone to go to hell? You ever wonder if, like, that could be a good thing? I always like to think of hell as, like, you know, the demons probably like it. The demons probably have a great time. And, well, I've I've wanted to do a hell farmer's market for the longest time. And making New Kale this uh, this small village or, or town in the realm of hell just seemed like the best time to do it. And I'm very happy that we get to share it with you. Just a few show notes today. Of course, I gotta plug the Patreon because money makes the world go around and capitalism is a pit. And sadly, we need money to keep the show going. So if you like the show, tell your friends, tell your enemies. We're not picky. But if you can spare some cash, go to patreon.com slash versus the universe. We give you some goodies for doing that. If you give us $5 or more, you're going to get a copy of the living rule book that we use to conduct this game. That rule book is called School Spirits RPG. Also, if you just want to make the show thrive, leave us a review. Go on iTunes, go on Stitcher, go wherever your heart desires. Leave a five-star review. It helps us a lot more than you think. And also, let me know that you left that review, and I'm going to be sending you out a, uh, a special Unicursity sticker pack through the old snail mail. Just screenshot your review. Wow, I can't even talk. I am so sorry. Just screenshot your review and email it to vtucrew at gmail.com or you know just tweet it at me my twitter handle is at i'm aaron j and i'll send you those stickers asap we just put the order in we should be shipping those out pretty dang soon let's see what other show notes there's really not much else to tell you about except we have a new show it's either launching soon or it's already launched we have a chicago comedian and improviser a longtime friend of mine kellen Terrett. he is one of the funniest people i know And he knows the tone that we're going for so, so well. Uh, Kellen and I have known each other for years, and we always talk about comic books. And with Unicursity, there is such a comic vibe to it. Um, I mean, mean, the Empyreans are, are pretty much like... Kryptonians. It, there's, they're, they're Inhumans. When I, when I was specifically thinking of the Empyreans, I thought of the Inhumans, and, uh, and I think you're going to see that play out more and more as time goes on. But when I pitched Kellen on this idea of a shared universe that we could all tell stories in, he really had this fantastic idea based on uh, a few of his biggest interests from comic books. We've been talking about it over the past year, and uh, he's a super busy guy. He's getting married soon, but um, he's putting together a show for us. It's called The Guy Who Talks to Animals with Cal Crane. It's uh, going to be a little irreverent, but it's it's hilarious. I really cannot wait to share it with you. Each episode of The Guy Who Talks to Animals with Cal Crane features Kellen and other Chicago comedians and improvisers joining the show for a series of interviews. That's really all I want to say. 
We're going to put a link to the show in the show notes, or you can go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com, where we're going to be posting some information about the show. Check it out. I'll be tweeting about it. We'll be doing all that good stuff, but that's the second show to join the universe of Astound. It's happening. This cool storytelling world that that we made, it's happening. We're getting more collaborators, and uh, yeah, it's going to be great. That being said... This is episode six of an eight-episode arc. So uh, after this, only two more episodes left until until some uh, major shit happens. So um, yeah, keep an eye out. Tell your friends, tell your enemies about the show. We've been really pleased with the response that we've gotten. Um, downloads have been great. I, I I'm having such a blast performing this story with our cast and uh i really could not ask for a better experience i'm very pleased with the way everything is going and that is in no small part to the support we've gotten from you our audience so i i feel like i say this all the time but i i just want to shout it from the heavens and i i want to repeat it i just want to like get a boom box put in a tape and just play this over and over but thank you thank you thank you for supporting the show your support your support, wow, I can't even talk right now. Your support really does go a long way towards uh, helping the show grow and and really making us like just want to tell the best story possible. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, that being said, we're in a bit of a pickle right now. Our intrepid travelers have found a fun friend in Fordham part of the wolf alliance uh he is in the yeti wolves but things are not as they seem fordham seems very interested in finding forense when our travelers know everything to the contrary so i'm gonna wrap this up this episode's only gonna be i don't know about 67 no this episode's gonna be under an hour and i don't think we've had an episode under an hour in a while so uh you know use that extra time drink a few extra liters of water Get some more sleep. Everyone needs more sleep. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye, gentle friends. You're all party people to me. Bye. I was actually waving there, too. I don't know why I was waving. I'm only recording for me. But bye. If you're looking for Forense, I don't think you're going to be able to find them here. No, we know where Forense is. Where's Forense? Well, we know where we saw Forense last. Where? On Earth. We're more looking for someone that knows Forense. Got it. Okay, well... Hmm. That's a... That's a real stumper, if I gotta be honest with you. And, and Fordham takes out a, uh, a clipboard and it's just going through all of these right. groups and it's just like, they wouldn't, no, maybe, no, uh, I, I just. You mentioned the Royals. Yeah. Is there a place we would find the Royals? Fordham comes out from behind the booth and uh, is now standing with the four of you outside the fountain. I keep forgetting that BD is there when you say the four of us. Right. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> Sorry. And is standing with you outside the fountain and says, 
if you're looking for the Royals, I, I think there's only one place that you can really go to. And taking his gigantic Yeti arm, motions, motions towards a direction down a footpath that you don't recognize. And... Wait, there's something here we don't recognize. Well, <laughs> so, like, everything looks like the main quad from Windy City University, oh. but there's one path that you don't recognize from the main quad, and it looks a little bit better kept than the rest of them, and it just extends out, and in the distance, you can see the Willis Tower. And the Willis Tower here looks very similar. It's called the Sears Tower. It's called the Sears Tower. It's called the Bruce Willis Tower. <laughs> if we want to do Metal Gear, it's the George Sears Tower. Um, the, getting real in the weeds of video game references. Uh, you look in the distance and you see the Willis Tower. And instead of being kind of like this black obelisk that we know from Chicago, uh, it looks kind of like this ancient castle with all these different spires connected to it. And it's even taller than the Willis Tower here in Chicago. And Fordham says, I mean, that's, that's where the Royals are. That's as much as I can tell you. That's really the only place that you could go, but no one's seen anyone coming in and out of there for the past few years. The Royal family kind of shut themselves up after Firenze disappeared and, and tried to take over. And we don't, really talk about that especially this time of year we're all trying to remain in high spirits no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> well as jack mentioned we're kind of on a time crunch here um if we're looking to get to uh this imposing tower like how long will that even take oh days Ooh. i mean there's there's not there's not a cart that goes from here to the tower for for quite some time what what, what are you trying to do what's going on we're trying to help Firenze. Help her get back? We would we would love for her to get back. Because we know where we last saw her, and we want to make sure that Firenze gets what she needs. And on, uh, we made a series of assumptions and ended up here, and we're hoping that someone can help us help Firenze. Only way to help Firenze is to really help her get back here. We've... We've really missed her quite a bit. And as Fordham says that, motions to uh, the other side of the quad. And it looks a little bit more recognizable to you. It looks more like the buildings you've found on Windy City University's campus. As Fordham motions in the other direction, there's a building that looks remarkably like the building that houses the clinic that Beef works at on Earth. Uh, except this time it's a little bit more brutalist. This building is just square in a Impressive. Uh, and on the side of it, there's a mural. And it looks weathered for quite some years. You recognize the person on the mural to be Firenze. However, the way that they're depicted on this mural doesn't really match up with what you know of Firenze. This Firenze is bright-eyed. They have this infectious smile, teeth so white they're almost blinding. And the eyes specifically are so very hopeful and they have their right hand over their chest, looking up to the sky, and on their wrist are two words that just say, stand up. And Fordham looks at it, and for the first time since you've begun this conversation with him, he feels a little sullen. And he says, we all miss her very much. We'd like them back 
as soon as possible. Sorry, we obviously don't have all of the information here, but uh, would you mind filling us in on why Firenze left? I would love to do that. I've got about another hour here at the booth, but my friends, we should grab a drink. That's the best idea anyone's had all day. Yes. (laughs) 100% agreed. Thank you so much for listening to Unicursity by Versus the Universe, a part of the Astound Project. Our cast members are Liz Brodzinski, Matt Peters, and Caitlin Rosberg. Story and editing by me, Aaron J. Amendola. Music by Sam Begich. QA by Chris Chapin. Support the show by spreading the word or head to www.patreon.com slash versus the universe to become a patron. Open the borders. We're all counting on you.